0: How's it going, everybody? My name is John from Podbean and Podcasting Smarter. On today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with Mark of Signature Performance. We're going to be speaking about how Signature Performance brought podcasting into their internal communication strategy and how they've developed awareness and engagement for their podcast content. Stay tuned. Mark, thank you so much for making the time to chat with us today. How's it going?
1: Hey, it's going really well. It's great to be here and to share a little bit of our story.
0: Perfect. And thanks so much for making the time to join. I know we have a lot of different things going on. I know you are an extremely busy gentleman here. Uh, So I want to go ahead and give you the opportunity first and foremost to tell us a little bit about Signature Performance before we uh, start really diving into some of the questions on how you're using podcasting in your workplace.
1: Well, thanks, John. Well, uh, Signature Performance is a healthcare administrative company. And so what we're trying to do is bend that nasty curve of rising healthcare administrative costs. So what you'll see across the industry is, is administrative costs in healthcare. That takes up about 30% of the overall healthcare bill. That's more than double worldwide at what it is. And we think that that uh, is just rising too fast. And so we are trying to implement systems and processes with great people, technology, to, to bend that curve back so that we can keep those costs in line. Latest research shows that it's going up north of 40. Um, and you know, that's just not right. When we think about access to care, and we think about ways that we can do our part in improving healthcare, that's kind of where we hang out. Um, We typically work with payers um, and providers um, and almost have a human-centric design in terms of subject matter experts who are experts across multiple platforms and we're able to bring those together to help help, uh, create better processes and systems.
0: Now, when did Signature Performance decide to start bringing podcasting into their place of work? I know that you mentioned that you're really mm-hmm. trying to help reshape the healthcare industry here, which is a great thing to be doing, but what made you decide, hey, we wanna go ahead and take podcasting and bring it into our place of work?
1: Yeah, that that that's a, a great question and an important question. So we've had podcasting on the radar for a while. So part of what I lead here at Signature is the experience team. And so we're we're always, clued in to how our associates are thinking, feeling, behaving. We want them to be heard, seen, and felt throughout a a number of different ways. And so we handle corporate communications as part of our daily functions, as well as brand and some of the marketing aspects. But really where podcasting came forefront was a great idea we've had on the back burner for a couple of years. Uh, Personally, I do a podcast. We were very familiar with podcasting. I listen to a ton of podcasts, so it's like my go-to um, and so, so we knew that it would be a valuable sometime. But about March of last year, when the pandemic really hit, uh, we had a um, you know a big shift. We call that the signature shift, where we moved 80% of our workforce from facility to remote locations. And it was at that time that we decided, look, we have to open up another communication channel in order to reach and. Uh, our managers and our associates at a different, in a different way. They're going to get tired of reading. And we were all starting to get a little bit lonely because we were used to being together. And so we made this big shift and podcasting was one of our answers um, to step forward and help fill that gap so that people don't feel dis uh, dislocated um, from the company and that they feel connected and that they're getting that information.
0: I think you bring up an important point too about how, you were listening to podcasts and you had a podcast of your own first because podcasting recently has taken a big leap forward into the public eye and even into the business eye as we're talking about today but a lot of people who are bringing podcasting into their place of work say listen i've been listening to podcasts for x amount of time i'm actually a podcast fan or in your case i actually Produce my own podcast. So I think that's really cool how there is this shift of taking podcasting that you listen to primarily for, let's say, enjoyment or different reasons and starting to figure out ways that you can incorporate that into the business place as well. And especially in uh, the COVID 19 time that we find ourselves in now, that communication piece is extremely important. Yeah,
1: John, I couldn't agree with you more. And to say this, that the platforms like Podbean that are out there now have made it extremely easy for end users to be able to, to do this, to be able to get in and to actually stand up a podcast and be able to to to, to create a system of communication uh, that's workable um, fairly easily. I mean, it, it doesn't take um, a team of experts to get this done. It does take the right technology and the right equipment and the right creativity and and all of that. But other than that it's a great way to, to to connect with people and to get information across multiple channels too
0: now we briefly touched on it in that last conversation point but i want to dive a little bit deeper into it too because there are a lot of different communication tools that are out in the market and especially during the time we're in now a lot of branding has been going into connecting the workforce and connecting you with uh, the rest of your team But with all the different communication tools out there for internal communications, what was the catalyst that made Signature Performance go, you know what, I know I run a podcast, I know I like podcasts, but what was the catalyst that made you say, you know what, I want to bring that into Signature Performance?
1: Yeah. So as we we're examining our pulse data that comes back from our engagement pulses that we send out to our associates, um, one of the things that was lacking early on in the pandemic um, and, and you know, there's heightened fear and then there is lack of connection and, and you know, the, the scene that came to mind with the team and I, as we huddled around to try to solve this problem, how do we connect our workforce together um, and keep us together when so much is changing? was um, you know a thought back to 9-11. And if, if you remember when that tragedy hit and uh, George Bush got on the microphone, something, something really special happened there. When the president did that, we understood the power of voice. And so we thought podcasting would be one way we need to do this because what was lacking was that connection to an actual voice. We can write all day and we have good content writers, we can, we can write, 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 but there's something about voice tone, inflection, sincerity, confidence that, that we could instill in our people and teams so that they could then carry that forward to their people and teams as well. So the way we used it is we really looked at, look, we understood that there's a power in creating moments, in live events, and we got knocked back a little bit because we couldn't do that anymore. And now we're sitting here and the, the world is, is gone to a virtual world practically. So we wanted to bring back the power of voice into uh, our language and make sure that our people could hear from leaders in the firm, um, make sure that people could understand um, how we're feeling so that we could express not only are we confident going through the pandemic, but you could hear it in our voice. Like, hey, we're not hanging up the cleats here. We're in this thing. We're gonna make healthcare better through a pandemic. Let's get going, let's lean in together. And when associates were disconnected from like, like the, the facilities, right? There is a tendency to feel like, wow, now I'm just out here on my own. I'm an island unto myself and people don't care or, or is business good? And as the stories racked up and unemployment started to get higher and higher, people wanted to know, are you really confident? How are we really doing? And they wanted to hear from leadership. And so that's how we leveraged it and, and kind of why at that time, we chose to go podcasting because it was just the simplest way to add the power of voice back into everything we do.
0: I love that you highlighted the fact that voice is such a powerful uh, tool here too, because a lot of the times when we think about podcasting, you know, there's so many new video podcasts out there, but really at the end of the day, one of my biggest pitches for regardless of how you're podcasting and what your podcast content is about is that at the end of the day, podcasting is, very oral, like you're listening to somebody, you're listening to the voice, you're getting that emotion, like you said. Um, A lot of podcasting is still generally digested through podcast apps, through listening apps, and through any sorts of uh, auditory work. So I think that it's exactly like you said, instead of just writing out this great content you have the ability to put emotion with the voice and say you know what we're here we're in this together and i can't imagine how that affected your team too you know maybe people have given you feedback maybe you haven't received the feedback i'd love to hear some of that too but it's really great to see that you and your team are thinking about that hey we want to go ahead and make sure that our entire team feels connected, feels engaged, and feels like we're in this together. And what a better way to do that than by using the power of voice.
1: Yeah, one of the things we were thinking about too is, is and, and you remember early on, you know, a lot of our managers went home. Um, some, a few of us brave souls stayed back in facility and, and helped manage what we had here. And 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 one of the things that started to happen was taking those drives. You know, just getting in the car because you had to break up your work environment all of a sudden because we were working at home, we were living at home, and we needed something different. And so again, meet people where they're at. And so a natural evolution to this idea of podcasting, because you could take them anywhere. Um, they're easily to 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 put on your car to listen on the way to work. That's how we picked the timing. We try to we targeted about 20 minutes. And the other thing that we did. Think would would support that as we looked at where do we need to get the voice to first you know what are who where are our frontline who has the largest impact and from that we pulled from our engagement data we pulled from our research in um, in uh, 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 you know I, I want to say Gallup research um, some some research from Qualtrics that that it comes back to the manager and so we were looking at our managers who are now disconnected from their people if they're here and if they're at home disconnected from both and yet they touch our clients and they touch our associates every single day and so we look for our biggest center of influence and we created and kind of curated that podcast just for that audience so that they would have the information that they need, that they would have the confidence that they need, and that they would understand what we're doing every step of the way so that that could be communicated through them uh, as well. Now, we've since broke that out, and you're right, so there is other ways, right? So the podcast is one of the primary ways we reach our managers, and we've incorporated some video things. We do a signature live on Monday morning for every associate where we'll just uh, do an event. I mean, we won we Best Places to Work in, uh, 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 won a place in Best Places to Work in Omaha here recently. And so we have our celebration live, um, so to speak, on video. And so so we try to do that. But when it comes to voice, the key there is simply getting the voice out there and simply taking the time to make sure that 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 our managers understand where we're at, that they know that we're still here that we're listening and then to bring their voices alive. So if you think about being, um, you know, moved home and all of a sudden you're feeling a little bit less um, influential because part of the way you communicate has been taken away. It's a lot more one-on-one. I mean, we're like everybody else using the heck out of zoom and, and, and Microsoft teams, but you know what? Um, There's another way when we bring a manager in now, And we host a podcast and we interview them and we talk to them and we tell stories that's what was starting to be missed was all these great corporate stories that we had as we're managing and leading through a pandemic and you know we were really blessed in that we were able to expand a little bit even during the pandemic and lean in and serve our clients in some bigger ways than we had before because the needs in healthcare started to shift and we just happened to be the right resource at the right time so that was great storytelling that needed to be told. And podcasting gave us that ability to tell it.
0: And the fact that you brought up that you really leverage, uh, leverage this with your managers, I think is really important too. Because when we talk about delivering the podcast content, you could have great content all day. You can create the space for people to access this, like you said, anywhere. Uh, but you being able to really lean on your managers, first and foremost, they're the front line in a lot of the facets of the company. So if you can really get the buy-in from your managers and continue to make your managers feel like, hey, this is something that we're doing, again, we're in this together, that's gonna give them the confidence to also let their team members know, hey, here's what we have going on, we got a podcast, but not even just we have a podcast, we are in this together and getting through all of this together. So you actually have these champions in the management team that you've created to disperse the message of signature performance, as well as deliver hey we have a podcast it's working really great for me we're delivering this content we got a lot of great things coming you guys got to listen to it too now in that way also what other ways have you seen podcasting bolster and foster communication across your company
1: yeah well you know during during the pandemic we actually um added to our executive team so if you think of you think of the c-suite we actually brought on two sweet c-suite level people And through this pandemic, when we weren't able to connect and see each other, we were able to introduce them to the organization and curate onboarding strategies so that people aren't blindsided by new emails, You know, getting a name from a a new CFO or a new uh, innovation officer that's coming on. But now we're able to onboard and really get their voice out front so that people already have an idea of who they're dealing with, what they're about, why we did what we did. Why did we grow at that level? And then what is our strategic vision for the future? And so hearing that voice again, it goes back to that voice thing. It's one thing for us to send a release out to the associates that said, we've you know, expanded our team. It's another thing to hear that person talk about where they came from, what they have to offer, what their vision is for the future and how they're here to help. All of us you know achieve our goals, and so that was probably one of the biggest biggest things we did. The other thing that we did, John, that I think is really important is because we set the platform up to be a, a kind of a private platform, we wanted it that way because we wanted to share financial information so one of the things that our managers um, have always had access to is we're an open book organization, meaning we want our managers to understand the value of the finances so that they can help us make great decisions as we go forward. And, and we wanted to do that in a way we felt confident was safe and we could give them information that we wouldn't just broadcast anywhere. And so some of the information that we share is very tactical, very strategic and very important, but we trust our managers with this information. And so it gave us another channel to make sure that we're having those kind of conversations. And by the way, if they have questions, they can you know reach out and get feedback and start one-on-one conversations or team conversations as necessary. But at least they had access to that information and through the pandemic, we didn't lose that access. Um, what we're finding now is that as we continue to go forward, it still remains a very viable tool for us if we start to think post-pandemic in in touching that same group because things keep changing. Now, all of a sudden, it's different. All of a sudden, we were all worried about being connected. Now, we're worried about things like uh, Zoom fatigue. We're worried about well-being, work-life balance. And so, as we add that next layer on, it's another great way to make sure managers like, hey, no new poll survey in. Um, Boy, our people are feeling stressed here's what we need to do as a team to rally to help them. And then we can share ideas. And, and so that's really how we've targeted our content um, and, and some, of the, some of the ways that we've utilized the tool to get out important information. John, a couple other things that we've done is Please. once we record one, if we want to get it out to the broader audience, we then, we then take that podcast and we create a digital learning experience around it and so if we have for example our 2025 vision that was just rolled out at the beginning of the year we can then create a course for every associate so that they can hear our president and Chief Executive Officer Alan Fredrickson talk about uh, what our Vision 2025 is, why he has confidence in where we're going, and what this nasty uh, healthcare administrative cost burden is doing to people, and how we're going to shape-shift that. So I think it's, it's really important because we take that same content and it's kind of like that Thanksgiving turkey. You know, we just carve it up a different way and we repurpose it through different channels and so we're always sending it out through different channels as well some to a broader audience and then some just remain targeted to our
0: managers now when you talk about broader audience as well a lot of what we talk about here is in the private podcasting side um is there any content that signature performance creates that is public facing or is it all internal communications
1: yep so ours is all internal communications um we we do some written um uh a magazine stuff like that that will will bring out and kind of um, publish more broadly to our clients and such. But at this point, um, you know, we were really looking at how do we, how do we leverage podcasting through the pandemic to help keep us strong and sane and hear each other's voices and tell each other important stories. So that's where we're focused right now, but I I could see a day where we'll expand that.
0: Now, we just talked a little bit about the production and putting out the content and repurposing, but let's focus in a little bit on the content production itself. Walk us through a few points of the production of the podcast. Who creates the content, who produces it, and then who releases it? A lot of companies have, let's say, one or two people who are champions of that. Sometimes, as you had discussed, sometimes it may be somebody from management, sometimes it may be somebody who has a podcasting background such as yourself, but do you have specific people on the team who are responsible for that? content
1: yeah so so myself and my partner um, Amy Hennings who's a a director of experience here we lean in and and kind of set what that content is now we get that the whole experience team comes together we read our pulse surveys we talk to our managers I'm also a a, you know part of my role as as the experience officer is, is also as coach And so I work with our coaching partners, I coach our teams, and as issues come up, we then get those on a schedule, right? So we want to address the individuals, but we also want to address the broader issues. And so we're able to bring that to life through podcasting. And so we'll come up with um, our plan about quarterly. uh, Things move kind of fast, so it's kind of hard to plan any further out in terms of what content we'd need. Who knew well-being would be taking and mental health would be taking the center stage right now, but it is. And so, so, so we adapt. So we go a quarter out, we kind of plan what we're going to do. Um, We have either a co-host host host situation. Uh, We produce the podcast. We, we typically record on simple equipment like we're using now. Um, And uh, we have one member of our team who actually puts the content together and readies it for distribution. And then we distribute every Sunday about two o'clock. Well, and actually this week, we've gone to every other week. So we, we went weekly uh, through the pandemic. Now we're going every other week. And then on that, uh, we're sending out a newsletter, but that newsletter's curated content information we found. And the podcast is always on there. Latest podcast, who it is. So that we take the same podcast we did and we, we get it to them two weeks in a row.
0: And the fact that you said simple technology is I think an important point to touch on too, because when we think about podcasting, there's loads of different studio gear that you can get, but you can also create really high quality podcasts using nothing more even than an iPhone and a pair of headphones, or like we're using now laptops and microphones. You can really create a podcast that sounds great, is effective, and is completely cost effective, so long as the messaging and delivery of the content that you're putting out is poignant and targets what you're looking to do. You know, I think a lot of people put a lot of stock into a lot of gear. And as much as people think that you need thousands of dollars worth of gear, you don't necessarily need to break the bank in order to create a great product.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And and that is again that ease to, you know, it's a really easy transition into podcasting. And really the the key expense that, you know, from my perspective um, wasn't any of the equipment, but it's just the time, right? It's time in production. And and once you get going with it, once you kind of figure out, you know, your why, your audience. And, and you do the heavy lifting of creatives in the background, right, then it's easy to stand up. Then you get the basic tools. Thank you, Blue Yeti. Thank you. Um, you know, great platforms to do this on. And then you just start to execute. And the more that you do it, what we found is it takes very little time for the production of our podcast. Um, it takes one person. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll record. Um, we'll send in the link. Um, and I, I mean, sometimes John, we, we record Fridays and we distribute Sunday and there is no problem in us getting that together, getting it out. And, and we have a, you know, a set intro and extra, um, that we put on there also designed to, to kind of encourage, um, encourage our managers as we do that. So, yeah, I would say on the production part of it, don't be intimidated. Um, when I first got into podcasting personally, I read all the books, how to do it, started looking at all the equipment and trust me. I wish I had a better voice. I wish that I had a microphone that could make me sound cool. I don't, so I just live with it, right? But, but get a microphone that, that's clear um, and have a message that's impactful and then just be of service to your audience. You can't go wrong.
0: Now we've got the content created. We have all of the stuff that we're going to go ahead and put out. We have our great messages. Now, how does signature performance create awareness and engagement in the workplace around new content being released? I know that you spoke that you bring in your managers and really leverage them first, but what other kinds of strategies do you use to create awareness in the workplace?
1: yeah so so all of our channels we're really particular about channels because I think in the workplace really what the what the struggle is if you really want to know it's noise it's It's not the access to content. And so so most of our work is cutting down, cutting back to channels that are most impactful that we can deliver meaningful messaging from. And so during this COVID period, one of the things that we have is a a weekly COVID update. That took center stage for a long time. Now we're starting to go back to every other as we're just kind of waiting in line to to see who wants to get vaccinated and get back to work and, and, and get that information. So we don't need it as frequently. So really our focus has been in how can we limit noise and improve messaging? And so, to do that, we utilize everything internal from, from a Popolo, which is our internal communication tool, so that we can actually see what's working. Um, you know, the podcast, which is, which is done and then repurposed from our managers. But we set it up in a pretty closed environment to keep the noise down. So, really, we're targeting our managers. That's my audience and so i hit them every week with messaging we have meetings where we come together uh, i'm trying to be a manager to the managers every week so that they feel connected and they feel like they have access to that and and so that's what we're doing so so we have we have every channel we have we have channel through Popolo, we have the, the outlook emails Uh, which is where a lot of the noise comes from. So we really try to manage that smartly. Um, We have the podcast that goes out. We have what we call Signature Live, which is an opportunity for all associates to get involved in it. And then we move off platform into our digital learning space. And that's where we'll curate kind of webs of learning for people. But it has a lot of the content that we've shared. And so um, our strategy has been really to be um, direct and pinpointed and not to just over distribute content, but to get the right content through the right medium at the right time uh, for individuals as they need it. So really it's kind of noise control for us. Um, and by the way, a lot of times our people hate that, right? Because everyone wants to, hey, I found a sweater in somebody's office and, and I wanna send an email to everybody about this. I'm like, no, that that's not a good, we blast that to everybody. Hey, come find your sweater. Um, you know, if you, if you look at the cost of, of production time that we're asking people to read about that sweater, it doesn't make sense. And so, so really, we're, we're, we're pretty tight on what channels we do. We're pretty particular about how we're reaching our audience. And then we're really um, inspired to repurpose as much as we can to get the biggest bang out of the efforts that we do have in place. Did did that answer your question, John?
0: Absolutely, and I like the fact that you have that sensitivity at your company around reducing noise too. There's so many ways that you can let people know about what's coming. And the thing is, I think it comes with an initial jump, hey, we have this podcasting platform, we have this bit of how we're gonna go ahead and distribute information. You know, you have your managers who are starting to deliver that information, you have awareness around it, but you're also sensitive that between all the things that are going on with Signature Performance already, um, like you said, using the sweater example, if you go ahead and you send out, here's what's going on with Signature Performance, here's what's going on with the podcast, here's what's going, you're going to, to use the term from earlier, create that sort of fatigue, not just with Zoom, but with all the channels of communication and especially across your company, you want to make sure that your people know, okay, when a message comes out, we do have to pay attention. Otherwise, every single message important or just a small update become simply just a blur and you're going to get less engagement on that, which is not what your company wants at all.
1: Exactly. You said that so well. And, and you know, the, the other thing voice allows us to do is create moments. And so because we haven't been able to get together and have, you know, some of the meetings, we, we have a annual Osper. It's a knockoff of the Oscars, right? But it's an associate driven recognition program. That's kind of the pinnacle of what we do. And, and we put a lot of resource into that and we haven't been able to meet and we haven't been able to do it, but through those channels and through voice through the podcast, through signature live, we've been able to celebrate people and have award ceremonies virtually that don't feel as virtual. And and that's been very very powerful. But but you're right. Curating that content, being very specific about that, and then trying to help our organization understand that, so that we can all kind of understand when is it okay and when should we be pushing messages out, um, you know, to a text you know, messaging platform or whatever. But 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 what we need to do is just be really mindful of that so that we can have the biggest bang for our buck. It comes back from, from a experienced design. You know, what results are we getting and what ROI are we bringing back to the organization through our efforts? And so we're very mindful of what it costs and we're very mindful of what it benefits us. And, and uh, to date, it's been, it's been going quite well.
0: That's what I was just about to ask you too, because it sounds like you have such great things in place. You have such great ideas for uh, content production. You have such a great idea for how you're going to deliver the content, who's gonna create the content. Um, And it sounds like you've seen a lot of benefits and good feedback from your team as using podcasting as an internal solution. Would that be correct to say?
1: Yeah, I I would. I would say that. And early on adoption, it's like, hey, what are you doing to me? You know, um, what is going on? This is a new technology for us. Um, And to now we're, you know, the feedback that we get is, hey, that was great information. And, you know, when we, we went through the social injustice period and we had we had people all over the city and we're a very diverse company, that was an important conversation to have. Podcasting allowed us to have that. And to have a real conversation about where we're at, how people are doing, what are we doing internally to, to adjust and pivot and shift and, and everything that, that our associates are asking about. And so, so, again, really strategic, really helpful, really nice to have um, a variation in channels as we continue to try to drive our mission home as the experience team here.
0: Now, the last question I have for you for our interview today relates to your feedback and your advice to businesses looking to bring podcasting into their place of work. If another business is considering bringing podcasting into their workplace what 's one piece of advice that you can offer them in support of internal podcasting
1: yeah, I, I would say this um, patience um, you know early 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 adoption doesn 't happen often you know in droves you don 't go from zero to hundred percent participation rate in the podcast. That's okay. Believe in what you're doing. Just get started and then make it a habit because it's in that habit phase that you'll start to pick up momentum and messages will start to get delivered. But a lot of times we tend to get a little frustrated at first week, second week, third week, you know, first six months, right? Don't, don't give up too early and don't get too frustrated too early. Just keep going with it make sure you know your why, why is this important, understand the power of voice, and then begin to execute on that and then make it a habit for the team. And once that starts to happen, then all of a sudden they'll have ownership over that podcast. Like this is my podcast. And, and, you know, I would say a a great trick to that is to bring voices forward. So, so every manager is slightly interested until they're the one Um, being interviewed on a podcast then all of a sudden it becomes a much bigger deal and that adoption rate starts to spread and so it does two things organizationally it helps tie people together helps keep people's influence at a higher level and all those voices are being heard so it's like yes you're still out there I'm still being heard I still can have influence and so there's a a a great uh, opportunity for any company who wants to, to 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 make an impact to stay connected and to put voice to what they've been saying, maybe through emails um, or phone calls or Zoom meetings, but just to continue that voice um, into the future.
0: And it's not just building a habit for the listeners, it's Mm -hmm. also building a habit for the people that that are creating the content also. You know, you have people like yourself and myself who feel very comfortable in the ability to create a podcast and the ability to produce content. You may say, okay, we're bringing podcasting into our workforce. And now you assign managers or you assign people in your company. Okay. You're going to record it. You're going to create content. These people may be content creators. These people may be people that haven't ever really dove into something as simple as GarageBand. I think it's extremely simple. I've been using it for about a decade and all the different tools, uh, different microphones. So for me, it's very simple, but you may also be bringing somebody in who's never touched one of them. Looking at a program and is just like, okay, I have no idea even how to start up a session or hit record. So it's not just setting up the habit for your people to listen and get that engagement, you're also giving the people in your team who might not have the familiarity with the creation side that ability to get comfortable in that atmosphere. Because like you said, once you're ready to roll, once you have your intro, your outro, and you know kind of the role of how long each episode's gonna be, once you have all of that comfort, you can bang out a podcast episode pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, it really is. And it's resource efficient. And, and that's the thing when you talk about how to how do you how do you make a great podcast? Well, you could be on the road and record a Zoom session and, and that converts very easily to a wonderful uh, podcast. And so, you know, when you look at the simplest way you can get something impactful done, I think podcast lends itself to that. I always had a hunch it did. I've always been a fan. I know I'm an auditory learner. So so I have a natural inclination towards that. But I, I think, I think what, what we know now is that the technology is advanced enough and it is simple enough that if you come in there and say, okay, there's a lot of you know professional gear, professional ways to go about this, but what do I need? Because what's most important is that I'm making that connection. And if I can just get there, get started and get going, then the rest just becomes, hey, look what I found. Look what I can do. Hey, we just advanced here. And it, and it over time tends to, to, to grow and expand. And like you said, when that knowledge and that comfort level, you know, you get more comfortable, it just becomes easier. And that advancement and that gear, you know what you need then. And, and you can put it in place and, and really create a quality product.
0: Absolutely. Mark, this has been an incredible interview. I'm really excited to have everybody listen to the way that Signature Performance has really developed podcasting as one of the go-to strategies for communication. I think we talked about a lot of different facets here, and I thank you so much for making the time to chat with us today.
1: Well, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.